This is Generation Swap. While the world talks about a generation gap, we talk about connection. Our guests listen, guide, and encourage, helping each other figure out life. Keep listening for more. Today on Generation Swap, we're talking with Paul Farr, a retired gastroenterologist, and with Eliza Brown, an Aquinas College student. This interview comes as a result of a class that Eliza has been enrolled in, Dr. Ian Borton's Interpersonal Communications class. Um, So we're delighted to have both of you here today. And Dana, you want to go ahead and, and get us started? Sure, I'd love to. And we're really excited to be here in Flannery Hall at Aquinas College campus talking to you with our new podcasting equipment. We should talk about that too. Yeah, we're in a new studio and we're really excited to get to use the equipment. We're kind of working some of the bugs out. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and, and talk Eliza, about they're Eliza. experimenting on us. <laughs> <laughs> we're the guinea pigs. <laughs> well, and, and it's such an honor to be here with two lovely guinea pigs at that. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about who you are and your life journey. Paul, do you want to start? Uh, I'm a retired physician, spent my whole career at St. Mary's here in Grand Rapids. And since I retired six years ago, I've been enjoying life tremendously. When you get old, you can say no to certain people and not offend them. And then you can say yes to the things that you really want to do. This SwapMate uh, program, I think, has been very beneficial. Uh, To me, it's getting to meet nice young people. And with the reassurance that as we get older, uh, the young people are going to be in charge and they're going to be taking care of us and running the whole show. But we're, we're in really good shape, especially with the students like Eliza. Yeah, Eliza's pretty special. Do you want to tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself? Too? Thank you. Yes, I am a junior here now at Aquinas, just about to finish up. Um, and I am from Grand Rapids. I went to Catholic Central and I play basketball here as well. So I got that opportunity. And um, I was very thankful that I had signed up for this as part of my class. And I it was a great, great opportunity and great conversation with Paul um, and learned learned a lot. And we just just chatted. It was great. Would you each tell us how old you are? Because our listeners, of course, aren't seeing you, and it would help them, I think, visualize. So, Paul? If they got to see me, I think they'd say that I was older, but I'm <laughs> 75. 75. And Eliza? Yes, I am 21 years old. Okay. And then mm-hmm. first impressions when you met each other. Eliza, you met Paul just a couple of months ago. Yes, what? I know. Thinking back, I was. it was surprisingly natural, the conversation between us. I mean, I was... Not and not super intimidated, you know. I've talked to all I've, a lot of different kinds of people, and uh, it was it was a great conversation. It was easygoing and very um, very engaging, and yeah, it was great. <laughs> Eliza is articulate, and she knows a lot of different things, and and it's fun to see somebody earlier in very early in their career uh, have this much poise. And I know she's going to do great in whatever field she elects. So life is full of both successes and failures. We really learn, I think, mostly from those failures, from those stumbles. When we God, fall. I hope there are not a lot of them. No, <laughs> not a lot of them. But I think the phrase fail forward, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard that phrase, but I talk about that all the time. So can you talk about maybe your favorite failure in life and what you learned from that experience? Do you want to start, Eliza, and then we can go to Paul? Yes, I remember we were talking about failures, and it was a little difficult for me to think of one. I mean, uh, we talked a lot about COVID and I mean, 
that wasn't a personal failure, I guess, but it was just a, a roadblock and something to get over. So I guess that was a, a large one as well. Um, I've had lots of failures in sports and we kind of related that to life. Um, I ran track in high school and, you know, those hurdles, they got me a couple times and we talked about how, you know, it's okay to kind of be cautious going the next time over those hurdles. You don't have to go full speed ahead. Um, but I know I'll have a couple more failures ahead of me, but uh, hopefully I, you know, I have the tools now to, now to get over those hurdles. You know, I think it's really nice to have failures when you're real young, when you're 21 is a perfect time because you pick yourself up and keep on going. Uh, mine came when I was 21, uh, along with half of my college class, we got drafted. Uh, and at that time, the draft, my college roommate, when I got drafted, he said, oh, I know you're going to go to Vietnam. I just know it already. And I said, well, we don't know that for sure. Maybe I'll get Germany. Well, sure enough, I didn't get Germany. Mm -hmm. I got uh, Vietnam. And so when I got drafted, I thought the end could literally come for me within the next couple of years. And so I considered that a little bit of a failure, but at the same time, you got to look at it as an opportunity, meet other people. I got to travel a lot, mm -hmm. uh, thanks to Uncle Sam, you know, all the way around the world. Uh, and so it turned out to be a good thing. The, the best thing about serving in the Army was that I got to serve in, uh, that I got the GI Bill. So that helped tremendously for med school. Oh, yes, for sure. And that's such a gift then to be able to, and, and the legacy then that you carried on becoming a physician and the work that you've done here in Grand Rapids. For sure. Yeah. So what do you say is the best part of this conversation that, and your conversations, this inner generational relationship. What's the best part, Eliza? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I think from right from our first meeting, we ha both have been in Grand Rapids and there were so many, you know, overlapping of people that we knew and families, uh, you know, not just in Grand Rapids, just kind of all over. And it was just uh, crazy to think that, you know, there is a little bit of a difference between us, but we knew some similar people. And we talked about the importance of those relationships and how you have stayed in touch with so many people, but you've also, you know, lost touch with some people and that's, that's okay as well. Um, so I think that was kind of a common theme between our conversations and something that I, I definitely, Definitely liked learning about you and uh, even learning more about myself and having those conversations. We talked a lot about relationships and how they are important for the individual, mm -hmm. but they're also so important for an organization, whether you work in a college or a hospital or an industry or school system, wherever you happen to work. Uh, the relationships are what make an organization a good one or a great one. And, and then when you don't have them, you really miss them. Uh, Eliza forms relationships so easily and relates to people so easily. There's a lot of empathy here, and, and that's recognizable right away. So it's, it, it was such a pleasure to talk to her. We did talk about a lot of things besides relationships. Mm -hmm. yeah. Paul, uh, one question that we always like to ask the, the senior member of the partnership, the SWATmate relationship, is about advice you know, young people get a lot of advice. And, you know, we joke about the big commencement address and how, you know, so often graduates aren't necessarily listening, but they do get a lot of advice. What would be your thought about something that you hear routinely said to young people that you think they could ignore that really doesn't uh, ring true to you from your vantage point in life? A lot of what they hear. Scientifically, 50% of what we're teaching today 
will be found to be untrue 10 years from now. And so I think you have to have an innate skepticism of any advice. And I don't think I gave Eliza any advice. We just talked about different things. And allow people to sort things out themselves. Uh, allow young people to make their mistakes and then to talk about them and to mm -hmm. discuss things because that's how they, they uh, develop ideas and, and, and their ideas are better cast than if you're, quote, giving advice. I, I don't like to give advice to young people because it might turn out to be wrong. <laughs> I remember last time we talked, you mentioned a book called First Friends. Yes. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that again and, and, and that importance of relationship. In well, I just finished a book about JFK written by Mark Updegrove that was just released last month. And I finished it and got to meet him and talk about JFK and his relationships, both good ones and then not so good ones. Uh, the, the book First Friends was about the best friends that a president has. And they chose nine different presidents and talked about their best friends. And Eliza and I talked about the fact that it's good to rely on your childhood or young adult best friends before you become important and start running things, including the United States, because those are the friends that can tell you, mm, you know, you're wrong on this. Um, you can't believe the people that say, oh, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Uh, those are not the best serving people. Uh, best Friends was an interesting book. It, it could have developed the idea of friendship. W what's a friend? How do you keep tabs uh, with somebody for well over 50 years? Yeah, we in the class in interpersonal communication, we actually talked about their, uh, Rollins was a researcher and it has stages of friendship. And a lot of the times people would kind of get wrong that the stages are very linear, very, you know, concrete. But, you know, we waver up and down, you know, there is waning friendships and you can jump right back into, you know, a different stage again. And so I think that's another connection to the classes. You know, you don't really stay, you know, just in one stage with a friend all the time. Um, and that's uh, applicable to that. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Um, when you think about life after college, Eliza, what else would be helpful to learn from mentors or role models in your life, whether career or relationship or anything else that might be important to you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess just kind of knowing when, when the next step is. I mean, I guess there's always, you know, you're changing careers sometimes or changing positions or getting involved in different committees. And, you know, I guess when do you know the right time is, is then, I guess <laughs> maybe that would be a, and I might not know until it's the moment. Um, but that would be helpful, I guess, to kind of just have that sign that says, you know, go for it or mm, stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we always hope that the learning is two-way, and so that's why we avoid using these mentor and mentee terms. We really like the term swap mate because it suggests something that's more reciprocal and mutual. Paul, do you want to talk, and you've, you've done this before. You've been a swap mate in our program before, most recently with Eliza, but also with Jeleni a year ago. What, what kinds of things have you gained or learned as a result of participating in the swap mate program? It's again one of one of the things that young people look at. They look at me as a grandfather type or a grandfather uh, stereotype. And how do you form relationships with your grandfather? There are more complexities. How do you form relationships with an older person at work? Perhaps could be your boss. Perhaps could be your coworker. 
Or the other thing is that sometimes you're 30 years old and you've got, you're supervising a 60 year old. What are the relationships like? And you've got to learn how to balance those out and not pay attention to the age as much as to the thought process that the person is exhibiting. Yeah, that's so true. Um, and we really want to thank each of you for building that swap mate relationship. And I hope that it's a relationship that's going to continue even after this class is over. Yes, I hope so too. <laughs> oh, that'll be great. <laughs> well, and you'll have to tell us a little bit about your Chicago adventure, Eliza. Do you want to share the yes. good news? Yes. So I am going to do the Chicago semester, the summer program, and I'm moving there in uh, just a couple weeks here. It's coming up quick. And the first couple weeks will be an intensive course where we'll get uh, credit and we'll all from all over peak students from different colleges, not just in Michigan. Um, We'll be taking a course, and then we all go to separate internships, and we'll be living in Chicago, right downtown, going to classes in the Merchandise Mart, so it's I'm very, very excited for the opportunity. What's the class about? One of the classes is just a internship seminar, and I think it's, you know, learning about the workplace and maybe even some conflict in the workplace, and then another class I believe is called inequality or something like that. It has to do a lot with Chicago and um, just the world in general. And so I'm very, very interested and excited for that class as well. It's kind of a sociology yeah. class about living and learning in an urban environment and mm -hmm. think. And also though your marketing internship. Yes. So I got placed with a marketing director at the fashion outlets. So not quite um, psychology, but uh, with my communication minor, I'm hoping I'm hoping to just gain some workplace experience and kind of. Just just see, you know, interact with p different kinds of people and get that feel for that, um, you know, the city life in Chicago. It'll be, I'll have my own commute and I'm, I'm very excited to have whatever, whatever they need me to do. I'm ready. <laughs> Is this going to be a version of the Devil Wears Prada? <laughs> <laughs> Hope not. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Hopefully not, though. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to you. Okay, let me know. Yes. You're the Anne Hathaway character. Yes. Yes, yes of course. <laughs> so we want to thank each of you for building a swap mate relationship this semester and for talking to us today. And thank you, the listeners out there, for partnering with us as we build Generation Swap. You can find us wherever podcasts are available. Yeah, and I was going to say a shout out to Professor Ian Borton for letting us partner with his class this semester. Uh, it was delightful to get to do this in a different venue. And yeah, we would hope you'll join us again and we'll swap stories soon. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you.